I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. So today, I have an ask for you guys. If you haven't written us a review yet, please consider taking two minutes max out of your day to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. If we add value to your life, you can help us add value to the lives of others by simply rating and reviewing us. Thank you in advance, and that is a huge, huge help. Now, let's get into the news. For our first story today, Amy Coney Barrett's Senate confirmation hearings begin on Capitol Hill. Just as a little reminder, the point of these hearings are kind of twofold. First off, it's a form of checks and balances. Remember, back to civics class, we can't let any one branch have total control and power because that's when stuff can kind of go sideways and tyrants can run amok. We have branches that check each other, and this is an example of that. The president, the executive branch, nominated to the Supreme Court, another branch, but the Senate has to sign off on it, one branch checking the other two. This gives opponents a chance to make a case that this person might not be a good fit for the job, review their qualifications, and point out any skeletons in the person's closet and any reasons why they should not be appointed to rule in the highest court of the land. So that's sort of the first purpose. And the second purpose is it helps the people get to know her and make sure she's really Supreme Court material. Even though it doesn't feel like we have a super active role in this, we certainly can. If you love her and want her to be confirmed ASAP, or if you hate her and don't think she would do right by you, call your senators. Remember, they work for you. As someone who worked in a Senate office as an intern, I know that they keep track of every phone call and email they get for and against things. They take note of what their people want. 
Taking two minutes out of your day to call can actually make a difference if it's something that's important to you and other people in your state. Just food for thought. It's kind of like a job interview in the sense that they go over her resume, check her references live in front of the country, and ask her questions about how she would perform in the role. They started off today with the traditional opening statement from the nominee, Judge Barrett herself. Democrats definitely pressed her on the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, as Judge Barrett has made comments in the past about striking this legislation down in the courts. They were pretty focused on that issue, though, and not as much on abortion or women's rights as they were expected to be. And as expected, Republicans tended to focus on the Democrats and (laughs) the fact that they were going to attack uh, Judge Barrett, supposedly. She remarked humorously, though, that she's used to being one of nine, meaning her family, and that she and her husband share seven children together. She would be a historic choice for the position as she would be the first female Supreme Court justice with school-age children. Judge Barrett also gave sort of closing remarks as well, so here's a little clip from her. When the president offered me this nomination, I was deeply honored. But it was not a position I had sought out and I thought carefully before accepting. The confirmation process and the work of serving on the court, if confirmed, requires sacrifices, particularly from my family. I chose to accept the nomination because I believe deeply in the rule of law and the place of the Supreme Court in our nation. I believe Americans of all backgrounds deserve an independent Supreme Court that interprets our Constitution and laws as they are written. And I believe I can serve my country by playing that role. I come before this committee with humility about the responsibility that I have been asked to undertake and with appreciation for those who have come before me. I was nine years old when Sandra Day O'Connor became the first woman to sit in this seat. She was a model of grace and dignity throughout her distinguished tenure on the court. When I was 21 years old and just beginning my career, Ruth Bader Ginsburg sat in this seat. She told the committee, what has become of me could only happen in America. I have been nominated to fill Justice Ginsburg's seat but no one will ever take her place. I will be forever grateful for the path she marked and the life she led. If confirmed, it would be the honor of a lifetime to serve alongside the Chief Justice and seven Associate Justices. I admire them all and would consider each a valued colleague. So that was just a little snippet. I really liked how she talked about... um, filling RBG's big shoes because I feel like it was an attempt to reach across the aisle. Some may not appreciate it, but I think she was at least acknowledging she's got big shoes to fill. And that was something that a lot of the Democratic lawmakers pointed out themselves, that this 
felt rushed because of the significance of the life of RBG in addition to everything else and just historical precedents. As I have mentioned on here before, you can always watch these hearings live as they are occurring to hear how your senators are doing and what questions are being asked. And, of course, how she's responding to them. It's pretty easy to find it online. Simply Google something like Amy Coney Barrett Supreme Court Hearing Live. I know USA Today has a live stream on YouTube. I hope some of you guys will tune in and follow along as it is occurring, but of course, I will be covering it here as it unfolds. For our next story, we are covering the Queen of the Ocean. A 3,500-pound great white shark named Nakumi, or Queen of the Ocean, was spotted off the coast of Nova Scotia. A group that is studying great whites called O-Search was actually able to tag the shark so that they can see where she travels to, when she mates, when she feeds, when she gives birth, and much more hopefully helping us to better understand this creature. Nakumi is estimated to be about 50 years old and is said to have scars all over her body. They expect that she has had up to 100 babies as she has reproduced 15 times in her life. Osearch refers to her as a quote-unquote grandmother of sharks or a matriarch of the ocean, because many of her babies are likely already mature enough to have babies of their own. Here's what the expedition leader from the O-Search team had to say about it. You can see all these scars and blotches and colorations that are on her body, and that's really the story of her life, the story of what she's had to go through. We wanted to give her a name that reflected her ancientness and her awesomeness and her wisdom and what she will share with us and what she's doing for our future. Nagumi, her name means grandmother from the local Mi'kmaq language here and the indigenous people of Nova Scotia. Every single one of those big ones like that, it moves you, and, and you're changed every time, you, you're changed. Three thousand and five hundred pounds. It's hard to even comprehend how big this creature is. Um, definitely blew my mind. Sharks are one of the most ancient and original creatures that we have left on the earth. Thank you to Nakumi for teaching us more about our planet. For our next story, we're talking about Sweden doing a flip-flop. So, as you may or may not already know, Sweden kind of went rogue in the beginning in regards to COVID. They decided not to do anything about it. They went laissez-faire or let them do as they will. And, okay, they did do a few things. They closed schools for ages 16 and up, 
And they did ban large gatherings kind of in the abstract, but that was kind of it. And beyond that, they allowed for the people to do what they wanted. And it really backfired. Now Sweden has actually made it a crime (laughs) to have more than 50 people gathered together. And you can actually serve six months in prison for such a violation. Sweden is now up to just below Italy in terms of COVID deaths, and its numbers seem to be going up rapidly. This is totally a cautionary tale in terms of living in a fantasy land in terms of the pandemic, you know, just closing your eyes and hoping for the best, sticking your head in the sand. It only makes it worse. And the best thing to do is try and squash it the best we can and hang on until we have a vaccine. So on that note, let's get a little closer to home and look at some COVID updates domestically and specifically in Oklahoma as well. Here in Oklahoma today, we actually broke 100,000 cases for our state. I remember a time when people said it wasn't going to come here at all. And now we have over 100,000 cases in total, and about 14,000 of those are currently active. Nationwide, our worst day at the absolute peak of the coronavirus, the worst day, was about 74,000 new cases reported. On Friday, we had about 60,000. We are right back up towards those really bad numbers. And unless something changes, hospitals will become overrun and a lack of resources will take its toll. We do have a vaccine within our eyesight, but that doesn't mean we can just throw caution to the wind because things can go wrong when medicines, especially new ones, are being tested. So let's all do our part in wearing our masks, sanitizing, and trying to stay home as much as we possibly can and taking care of everyone around us. And that's the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you with the quote, You have a 100% success rate of surviving. You have survived 100% of what life has thrown at you. 100% of the days life has brought you, you have survived. You can do this. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour.
broadcasting from. Oh. Oh.